What's going on, Wolfpack Nation? This is Making Adams and Layton Smith coming to you, giving you the fifth episode of Tuffy Talk. Got a lot of stuff scheduled today. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit about the week, talking a little bit about women's basketball, and also be interviewing Adam Hall, the assistant coach for the wrestling team. Got a lot of exciting stuff uh, planned for you guys. So with that being said, let's go and get things started. <laughs> Wolfpack Nation, thank you so much again for tuning in. We're so excited to give you this next episode. Uh, please feel free again uh, to subscribe by clicking the button in the uh, bottom right-hand corner. Please like this video. We really appreciate that support. And also, too, if you uh, go to this Twitter handle and Instagram handle above, bang, uh, follow us in, uh, on there and uh, for Instagram and Twitter, and we look forward to seeing you guys on there. So that being said, Megan, again, a lot going on this week uh, with, with sports. Obviously, you had the big wins, uh, men's yeah. basketball against – Boston College, uh, great to see the win there. Um, and then wrestling, uh, we, we fell short, but it was an a, amazing match to see against Virginia Tech. Really was. Yeah. That'll just, probably be the match of the year in the ACC. Oh, for sure. I mean, NCAA, I mean, that was a crazy finish. And so uh, was was obviously a bummer to see us fall short. But, I mean, pretty right. much what I said on Twitter as well is, I mean, for the last three years, we were the ones that were getting that last second takedown to win and uh so i mean for the, them to get us on one yeah it's fair i mean again they're it they're, goes both ways yeah they're i mean they're an elite program as well and so and actually over right. the last nine attempts that we've had at an acc title whether it was regular season or postseason we actually have won six out of nine of them so i mean wow can't really be too upset so um right. and then uh women's basketball i mean we had the big win on, on monday uh against louisville huge huge yeah, it was huge, huge for the program. And to have two uh, times that we've beaten the number one team on the road. I think State's the only team to have beaten a number one team in the country. Is that right, Layton? It, I mean, we're definitely the only one to have beaten two of them. Let's put it that way. I mean, that that well, we well, know for sure. sure of. So yeah. let's stick with that. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing was that was kind of disappointing to me was really what happened next. Obviously, we had six days to uh, to prepare and get ready for Carolina. Um, and, right. uh, you know, we go to Carolina and just we just didn't click. Uh, you know, a lot of turnovers. We didn't really get Alyssa Kunane involved. I know at one point, actually, during the game, they actually mentioned that uh, Alyssa uh, was 6'5", if I'm not mistaken. And at, at, at most of the point in the game, the tallest person they had was six foot two. So, I mean, you know, it, it was right. shocking that we, you know, and, and unfortunately we couldn't get her involved, but she also was too, was involved in a lot of foul trouble for most of the game yeah. as well, which didn't help either. So, um, you know, a lot of players like uh, Jakia Brown Turner, you know, just weren't really having their best game. So, but, um, you know, definitely the biggest thing, which I know a lot of state fans are really talking about is how the uh, rankings came out. And so we are still number four, but Louisville is ranked yeah. number three. So, I mean, yeah, I know you're shaking your head making at that. I mean, what what are your initial reactions to that? I mean, mine's twofold. We've, I mean, like we said, we're the only, or we're, we just beat number one team twice mm-hmm. in South Carolina and Louisville, both on the road. And then we have to go and drop a game against a, our rival, Carol UNC. And it's just like, that's so frustrating. That's a very, NC thing. It's like such an NC State thing to do. I just get tired of having that happen where we have a chance to be great and ha- and claim that number one spot, and we just can't do it. And maybe it's, maybe it's next week we get it back. Maybe it's some other time. But 
you know, we just can't ever take the easy road. And it just really bugs me. And I know it bugs a lot of state fans. But at the same time, we're the only – I think we're the only team to have beaten two number two, two – we're definitely the only team to have beaten two number one teams and on the road. And we one of them was Louisville, and they're still ranked ahead of us. Yeah. So, I mean, I would have thought – I mean, and I realize I'm nitpicking here. Who cares about rankings? You can, you're only – the team can only do what they're going to do and just keep – you know, do their best and win games. But that doesn't make sense to me. I, I mean, I'm, I mean, I, I don't yeah. know. I just yeah. – we beat Louisville. I mean, I don't get it. Well, and, and I mean, kind of, kind of the one thing which I, I would say to that really is I think that when we beat Louisville, I mean, everybody was talking about on the ACC network and, and everybody above that. I mean, there's no doubt – NC State deserves to be the number one team. No even question about it. But when we lose a game like Louisville, I'm yeah, sorry, like that's what UNC, I'm talking about. Yeah. All all the negotiation negotiation chips just unfortunately go out the window. I mean, unfortunately, we can't really blame anybody about ourselves. Then day we fell short. Um right. now now again, I mean, I think for the long term, you can't, I mean, I don't think any state fan can really be nervous about this team. I mean, you know Westmore and these guys are and, and these these girls are gonna bounce back. Um, and, right. and and play big for the rest of the season. So, but and again, at the Hope end of the so. day, just, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, just like you were saying, making at the end of the day, rankings don't really matter in terms of championship wise. Then they, when it comes to the postseason, got to take care of business. It's 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 zero zero. You know, got to right. win or go home. So, uh, right. so, so definitely looking forward to big bounce back there. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was uh, um, a definite oddity in the fact that he did that Westmore and then team did have so much preparation so it did seem a very NC State thing um, to do um, uh, especially since but I mean it's not really shocking either because I know that the um, UNC in the game before they had only scored 18 points in the first half um, of their last no game wow yeah so I, I know mean, they're not good I know they're not really that good and I'm but it's just it's just I don't know yeah so I mean, hate, you hate to see that so you knew that you were going to get their best shot, and you did. I mean, they were shooting lights out. They were, I mean, they were running the ball. They were getting us fatigued, and they were really taking advantage of where we were weak at. So, but uh, again, it's at the end of the day, you just got to kind of ball it up, you know. But then day, it's done and over with. Ball it up, throw it out the window, move on to the next game. Let's see what can happen. So, with that being said, I uh, will go right on ahead here to our interview with Adam Hall, the assistant wrestling coach, and uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, Wolfpack Nation. Uh, this is Lane Smith with my co-host, Megan Adams, here with our guest guest here, uh, Coach Adam Hall. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, Lane, thanks for having me on. Appreciate you guys uh, and all you're doing, trying to trying to spread the word about Wolfpack Nation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's just we're so blessed right now as, as state fans to have so many great things going on uh, right now with wrestling with women's basketball pulling off a big win against louisville with uh i mean across the board there's there's so much going on that's good right now so uh just happy to kind of put a spotlight on on this one uh sport here that's been just off the charts recently so uh dominating (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh so just kind of first started off coach i mean i know that um you know your background when you first started wrestling you came from boise state and uh wrestled there as a 157 pounder, uh, was a two-time uh, uh, Pac-10 champion, uh, NCAA All-American, 122-18 record. Um, so I mean, just to kind of start off with, I mean, obviously, you know, great overall career there, and I'm sure you have a lot to be proud of there. But if you had to uh, sp- pick out one specific moment during your uh, your time there as a wrestler, what would you kind of pinpoint on? Maybe what's what's one moment that stands out to you uh, from your playing? 
your, your career there? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, I think in terms of, you know, I, I can think of a few things like the, the time I finally broke through to become an all American, the, the feeling uh, of that. Um, but really I think the defining moment uh, was kind of in my senior year. Uh, a lot of people don't know that I, I got hurt my senior year pretty badly and we kind of kept it under wraps and um, I was on a, you know, a hot streak and doing really well, ranked number one in the country and undefeated. Um, but I had something that was really affecting me and my coaches didn't, you know, didn't give me any inch of, I'm feeling sorry for you. And that's basically what I needed. And, and I, I knew deep down, you know, cause at the end of the day, people have to overcome things. And, and I think that was a big part of me like I think growing as a person and growing eventually as a as a coach because now that coaching athletes and having them deal with serious adversities um it just you know that you've been been there and and you're going to help them through it and and at the end of the day they need probably a little bit of tough love because if you're going to do it then do it so um that was probably a defining moment while I was there because I knew if I was going to go on to coaching that I would probably have some similar situations that I had and and yeah, I think that, that, uh, you know, that more than, more than really anything, um, there's a lot of good memories, obviously, but, um, that some that were a little bit tougher that, that I had to, uh, figure out and kind of shape who, who I am as a person and, and what I wanted to be as a coach too, eventually. Yeah. So was that kind of your driving force to, to why you wanted to become a coach? I mean, it sounds like that you had a lot of inspiration from your coaching staff. Yeah. Um, I had a great coaching staff. I was very fortunate to have a uh, coaching staff that was there for my entire career. Our, the assistants were there, um, uh, all five, all five years that I was, that I was there. Our head coach was there all five years. And so I, I appreciated that a lot. And, um, you know, that kind of stuck with me too, because I've only, I've been in college coaching for 10 years and I've only been at two places. And I, I've really felt that I wanted to stay at those two places to help build what is currently, uh, build off of what is currently there. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, cause you spent four years at the university of Columbia. So, uh, how did you, how did you actually get that first opportunity? I mean, to go from Boise, Idaho to, to Columbia, I mean, that's a long, long, long transition. So, I mean, how'd you get that opportunity? Yeah, it was, uh, it was just kind of happenstance. I mean, but to be honest, both, both jobs, I was just kind of focused on doing a good job where I was at and, and some opportunities came about. Um, I was coaching in the summer, uh, every summer at, when I was at Boise, I would coach, uh, the junior national team there. And one of the dads, you know, the kid that I was coaching, he's like, Hey, I know that they had some turnover at Columbia and he had, he had a, a wrestler who, who I actually competed with in high school who was still finishing up his eligibility there and, you know, mentioned to his coach, Hey, you know, there's an opening for an assistant coaching position in, in the middleweights and, you know, Adam should, should consider it. And I didn't think twice about it, but I kind of followed up on it. I, I was, somebody was like, well, if anything, it's a free trip to New York city. I was like, okay, whatever, yeah. you know? So I went out there and to be honest, I loved it. It was just, it was different, obviously a, kind of a culture shock and, and, you know, the reality didn't really set in until I actually accepted the job and, right. and, uh, was actually living there. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, you know, I, I was able to cut my teeth in the, the coaching world and develop some athletes and 
met my wife out there. Um, awesome. you know, so it was, it was great. And the same thing with, with NC state, like we had, a, you know, a few good years when I was at, at Columbia and, and, uh, coach pop reached out and, and same thing. I didn't really have anything, any thoughts. Cause I'd turned down some other opportunities at other schools and, um, it just felt right for the next step professionally for me. And, uh, so what was the initial selling point when you and coach pop, uh, uh, had that initial conversation about bringing you on the staff. What was his initial selling point? I mean, obviously by that point, you know, he's had a couple of years on, uh, under his belt at the program. And I mean, it still was on the up and coming. And uh, so, I mean, what was that kind of like initial conversation or selling point for you to come to and say what you could build together? It really is what we embody now. It's pack mentality and you hear it. And unless you're, involved in it and you start to see really what it's about it's just one of those like any sort of phrase that a school might have but once I accepted the job and once I was there I really I really realized what that is we're we're trying to be the best we're not trying to be 12th in the country you know what I mean it's not a goal for us to just be in the top 25 or the top 10 our goal is to win a national title and we've continued to recruit hard we've continued to to maintain a strong culture, a culture of, of leaders. And, and we truly believe that at, at when, you know, at some point we're going to win a national title, if it's this year, it's next year, whatever it is, we're going to continue to recruit hard and find the guys that fit us. And that, that kind of was the selling point was, was the pack mentality. And I, I had done my homework and I realized like, yes, I knew who Nick Wazdowski was, but at that time, like Tommy Gant was kind of coming into his own Max Roscoff, um, Kevin Jack, they were all, you know, those were the early, early years of the program. And, and I could see they were at a turning point and that they were, they were about to be good. And they just, you know, if I can help perpetuate, um, the culture and, and build from where they're at, then, then I'm going to, you know, and I think that was a big selling point is I knew where they were trying to go and they had some good momentum. So kind of touching on that, I remember as a student, because I was there from about 2010 to 2014, Leighton was there after I was, mm-hmm. I remember going to a few wrestling matches, and to be honest with you, I didn't go to a ton, um, but I remember they had like the one curtain that came down, and there was maybe like 20, 30 people in the that one section of <laughs> Reynolds, and you had the wrestling, you just kind of set the mat out there and let's play. Now it's the whole Reynolds is filled up. Top and I mean, top, yeah, top everywhere you can sit, get someone in and it's nuts in there when, especially like as the night, as the match goes on, it's, it's electric. Even, even on watching it on TV, it's like, man, this is awesome. Yeah. How did that get to that point? I mean, how do you, I mean, I know you talked a little bit about the selling points, but can you walk through the work ethic and how much time and energy went into that and the culture like you're talking about? Yeah. I mean, it speaks volumes to, to Pat, just his outreach and in alums, um, networking in the community and just, just building our brand and building our, our program. And, and, you know, like they say, results kind of speak for themselves. I think people love to see winning and eventually just sure more and more people come, Hey, what's this wrestling about? You know, oh, I have a friend who wrestled or, uh, my roommate, uh, dated a wrestler is going to the wrestling match or, whatever it is. And pretty soon people come and they start learning about it. And they, once you learn about it, you can, you, you understand how intense it is. And, and I think that over time, it's just, 
it's just one of those things that you, you, you know, over time, consistency and, and right. winning, it just draws people in because they want to be a part of something that, that is exciting. And, and we'll probably talk about the, the, the big duels that we've been a part of, but, but I mean, it culminated last year with, with the duel with UNC. I mean, 5,000 yeah, people yeah. screaming, you couldn't ask for it, but it was stressful on the coaches, but it's probably awesome for fans. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty not, I mean, it was, I don't want to say it was on the verge of kind of pathetic, but it was, it was pretty sad looking at it, going into it. And now it's like, it's hard to beat. I mean, I don't know of any, many schools in the country I've ever seen to have that kind of energy. Um, so kind of shifting gears a little bit, when you mentioned how coach pop, uh, uh, sold you on the program, brought you in, you agreed to coach here and um, you have all this stuff now. What does it take when you guys go to go in recruiting, when you go to identify talent, what are you guys looking for? I mean, cause now you've, you're bringing in top tier classes. It seems like you're near and um, the last like what, five years or so, maybe more than that. Um, yeah. How did you, how, what do you look at for recruits? Really the right fit. Um, obviously, there's rankings, there's national rankings, right. flow, intermat, a bunch of different um, news outlets will put out rankings. And yes, generally coaches follow that. Um, and, but, but at the end of the day, we, we kind of reminded ourselves this, this past week, this past month that we, the culture, the fit is, is so important because I mean, for every Hayden and Trent Hidley that we brought in the program, you get a guy like, Michael Machiavello or Tariq Wilson, a Sean Fawz, a, even a Kevin Jack, you know, who you, these guys that, that in the right circumstances with the right training partners and, and believe, you know, none of these guys were, were top recruits and, you know, made a big impact with their career. Yeah. Yeah. And so is, uh, so on that checklist of, uh, you know, kind of having that fit, um, is somewhere on that list being brothers on the on that checklist as well? Uh, having two sets of brother, who having two sets of brothers on the team this year, it's like, huh, interesting. I mean, brothers and twins. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been great though because um, we we it's a brotherhood. Like we're in, you know, we were going back to the recruiting. What you were talking about. We we're trying to find just tough kids because we run a, a real tight ship. We run a hard, hard train, you know, and, and um, it's unforgiving, but, but wrestling is unforgiving at the highest level. If you want to be the best, it's unforgiving. And right. we really put our guys in a lot of uh, stressful situations and, and, you know, in terms of training load, they're, they're, we try to maximize their athletic ability and and squeeze every drop we have so at the end of their career they're like i put i put everything i had into it and i i bought into what you guys are about absolutely and because i know too uh you know kind of one thing that you're saying in terms of you know recruiting top tier talent but also guys that fit um you know when you're talking to a you know a, a, a big time wrestling recruit you know who maybe is getting recruited by iowa penn state oklahoma state you know you name it what would you say is kind of the one thing that you preach them on in terms of what NC state offers that maybe those other programs don't. I think the whole package for us, I mean, R Raleigh is one of the, the booming cities in, in the country. Mm -hmm. And we, we tell people it's not just a five year 
commitment. It's, it's however long you want to, we have plenty of guys who go on to have great um, careers in the Raleigh area. And, you know, unfortunately some places around the country, you know, that where wrestling is a hotbed um, aren't necessarily great for staying after right. college. And, and we try to promote that now that we have a successful RTC um, as well with post-grad um, athletes training for world and Olympic titles. And, you know, we, like I said, we say you have multiple avenues post-college um, to be successful, whether you want to go on to a, a, you know, a career or you want to go on to a master's degree, which several of our wrestlers have done. Um, Tommy Gant, Kevin Jack, uh, Michael Machiavello, all those guys have a master's degree and, um, or you can just stay and train. So we have a great training environment and, and part of our, our pack mentality is, is keeping as many guys from our program around to be mentored, to serve as mentors and, and training partners for our guys. And, and that's really what has, has helped elevated our, our program as well. Yeah, so. that's, that's the one thing which I do love about, I think wrestling really portrays really well that you want to see with any team is that you really want to see those guys, especially those guys that competed and won at the highest level, such as like a Nick Gwizdowski, Michael Machiavello, Tommy Gant, those guys, and, and they stick around. And so, you know, you see young guys such as like Isaac, you know, who obviously has all the, I mean, to me, all the talent to, to do, to, to do it all. And so to really be able to get mentored by those guys, I mean, it's, it's, hugely valuable hugely valuable so uh definitely love that about the culture um and i think i think a big part of it too is uh we're recruiting pretty much nationally i'd say from the midwest on and you know every once in a while we'll get we'll get somebody from from michigan we've had you know some people from colorado but at the end of the day um i think for us <laughs> we recruit a lot of guys who are in cold areas and I give, I give our guys now a hard time yeah. when it hits 45, 50 degrees here and they're talk, complaining about it's freezing. I'm like, you're from Ohio. You're from yeah. central PA. Like get out of here, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, but, but the reality is it's, it's a great place to live. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So to kind of transition into this season a, a little bit here. So, I mean, obviously this is a unique season to say the least. Uh, so, I mean, what has kind of been the transition or what has kind of been the, some of the changes that the team in terms of, scheduling in terms of uh you know how you guys you know process things uh due to covid um in terms of training and et cetera like that yeah it's been it's been challenging for sure i you know uh, just like any place around the country but i'm i'm glad that uh we've worked hard with our administration with our sports medicine to make sure that we're getting the training opportunities that we need to um in order to be successful this year and um you know, it's kind of one of those things like if you train and get ready and you don't have a season, at least you, at least you like, nobody ever says, I wish I wouldn't have worked that hard. You, right. you prepare and got ready. But if you didn't prepare and then thinking we weren't going to have a season, then you have a season, you're not ready, then shame on you. So we were preparing and and yes, it's been, it's been tough. We've had a, a few locations that we've had to be at in order to, to fit the needs of our team and our training situation. But uh, we've been really grateful that we we've been moving forward as a, as a team and training consistently for I don't know, six, six months now, seven months, whatever it is. Um, but yes, it, it has been 
a big challenge. And, and again, hats off to our facilities, our sports medicine. And, and I like to think that we're, uh, you know, ahead of the curve in terms of our protocols and procedures in order to keep our student athletes healthy. And to be honest, like we have a, a pretty clean program and we have told our guys, like, it's no different. We we're not a partying team. We don't, there are a lot of things that we focus on and other than, other than those things. And particularly in this year, because it's no, it's no secret how, how COVID spreads. And, and we, we told our guys, look, our season's literally six, eight weeks long, whatever it is. And you have to put everything you have into this time and sacrifice a lot. If you want to have, if you want to have a chance to, to achieve your right. goals. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And cause it's, cause one question too, that, you know, cause I know you earlier, you talked about, you know, wanting to win a national title. And uh, one thing, which I was definitely wanted to ask you on uh, while I had you here was um, I know that uh, Hayden, uh, you know, one point earlier this, I think it was this season uh, was making a statement about how, um, how it, you got how he would like the opportunity for you guys to compete dual wise against some of the other top teams out there, like the Iowa's Penn State. So you guys don't usually see. Um, So, you know, for those who, you know, don't really follow, uh, you know, kind of postseason where it's not really based on duels, it's based on how you do in your weight class and how you do in your weight class gives you points, team points. So, I mean, what's, I mean, what's your kind of feel on that in terms of, maybe how your entire like your entire regular season is based mostly on duels and how you do in duels but then once you get to the postseason it's based on more how you do individually yeah it's hard there's been a lot of debate in terms of there should be a dual national champion and then an individual uh tournament national champion um because obviously you accumulate points both in a dual meet and and in a tournament setting but you know they're they are two different animals and a lot of coaches are proponents of dual meets because dual meets are exciting. It's just you against another team. And, and, you know, an hour and a half, you don't have to sit around for eight hours and watch that. Even though it's all, it's the national tournament's exciting. I, you know, you could watch it all day for three days and, and not get tired of it, you know, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's unfortunate because I, at one point we were talking with uh, Oklahoma state uh, about another unique duel, like, like uh, the one we did overseas in Italy, you know, the first college duel overseas. And we were planning on something really special this year. And um, obviously it didn't come to fruition. And, and I know we had teams wanting to wrestle us and we wanted to wrestle teams. And it's just like the reality of we need to do what we need to do to have a season and sacrifice quite a bit and, and maybe next year, you know, so. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I definitely, and one thing too, to, to, you know, tell, any state fan who hasn't seen a wrestling match, you kind of say how exciting dual matches are. I mean, I've been to many uh, matches, specifically Virginia Tech matches, where you know most of the time the winner is they seed regular season champion or against Carolina, and you know most of those have come down to the last match, whether most time being heavyweight, and the stress, the nervousness in the room, the the, oh, uh, I mean the electricity is is. I would say right up there with any anything else, any other sport there is. I mean, when you know, when we finally get that last two, especially if it goes to overtime, we get that last takedown and just the room just explodes. Oh, I mean, it's unlike anything else. So definitely if you have not gone to see a match, I would definitely, definitely yeah. recommend go check in. Yeah. It's unreal. So um, yeah. So and, and then one thing which I was kind of curious about as well is I mean, obviously when you look at a match that's 125 versus a heavyweight. Um, 
is there a difference in terms of coaching it? I mean, you see the small guys and it seems more speed while with heavyweight it seems more strength and patience. Um, you know, I mean, is it really that different one versus the other or are they pretty similar? If you were to break it down in terms of basic wrestling, they're very similar. The output I would say isn't as high um, as you go up the weight class, up the weight classes. Um, some people say like they're watching 125 and they see like two cats or two squirrels fighting for fighting for some food or something. You know what I mean? And it's kind of true, but um, no, I think when, in terms of basic wrestling, you know, our practice schedule, yeah, individually guys may work on certain things specifically um, to them, but in practice, it's, it's a, you know, when our, when we have our team together, it's, it's usually a common theme that we're going to see, or, um, you know, week to week, we really need to work on, on this specifically. And, and it covers for the whole team. Cause at the end of the day, everybody still probably needs to get reps in certain areas that, that we need to address as, as a team, even, even if it was a, only a few individuals that, that were affected in, in the previous week's duels or, or whatever, but we make sure that we, uh, we hammer our overall overarching, um, problems and, and challenges. And then, like I said, we get a lot of individual work in as well. So then you were hired in 2015. Give us like the top two or three wins y'all have had so far. Best moments y'all have been in your career. Just, I know you've relished some more than others. So <laughs> I'm glad you asked that question about it the other day. I'm like, man, I'm, I've been fortunate enough to be a part of some awesome things. Um, definitely beating Iowa and Oklahoma state on the road. Um, probably Iowa more than anything, because, yep. you know, we showed up and they're the, what, I don't know. They were the number one team, number two, whatever. I think Penn state was number one at the time. And we were two and three, oh, whatever up there, we regardless. Yeah. And I don't think anybody gave us a, a glimmer of hope. Um, and in fact, I thought I, I was kind of disappointed to be honest. I showed up, we showed up at the arena. I was telling our guys, yeah, we're going to wrestle in front of 15,000 people. And there was probably six or 7,000 underwhelming a little bit. I was a little frustrated because it was the day after the high school state tournament. I was like, everybody and their brother is going to come and watch like, yeah, it's going to be a great duel, two top 10 teams. And, and, you know, we got heckled and there was a guy who sat behind us and just, was relentless right right behind our bench and when pete renda won a a back and forth match and kind of put the dagger in their heart the guy shut up pretty quickly and by the heavyweight but see don't you like that when that happens because it's like a little bit of like a you know kind of does it fire up some guys when they have fans like that oh absolutely absolutely yeah i would i would think so trent highly loves that stuff he'll turn around and just like he'll be like yeah let's go like (laughs) you know so and that was uh that was an awesome moment because i don't think still to this day nobody's ever beat iowa and oklahoma state on the road in the same year um and then really two years ago winning our first uh ACC dual title over Virginia tech at home. Yeah. I remember that too. Uh, Michael Boykin securing a takedown right at the end. And that kind of got us rolling where we won three ACC dual titles in a row now and two tournament titles in a row. And um, you know, it, we never, we never stopped trying to be better because we know people are nipping at our heels and trying to be good. And, and that's, right. that's, 
that's what's awesome. We love about the ACC. It's very competitive. And, and we talked to our old coach Guzzo and he's like, you know, if you were a top 25 team back in the day, um, you won ACCs, but now we have five teams in the top 25 and you know, that's exciting. So, yeah. Yeah. I just saw the rankings come out. Like you mentioned in Virginia tech. So I've noticed at least across the sports recently that we've been playing, uh, we've had a lot of uh, games against matches against Virginia tech, whether it's in basketball or you mentioned rest, my wife's a hokey. So we, I pick on her a lot about that, but she, uh, she doesn't follow the wrestling stuff as much, but it's, uh, it may, it's fun when you mention stuff like that. You kind of relish that one in particular. I'll have to mention that one to her. <laughs> yeah, and obviously UNC last year, unbelievable again. Just yeah, you got to mention at least winning one. at the end. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, you know, because the one that actually I think actually got a lot of excitement was the Ohio State match. Um, you know, obviously it was highlighted by Michael Machiavello winning uh, that one, but uh, you know. It, I think that was kind of a great, in my opinion, a great kind of measuring point of like, okay, where are we at as a program? And I think that if we were to compete now against them, I mean, I think it'd be a completely different story. So, but I I think that was kind of a huge match in retrospect to kind of see where are we, where do we want to be? I mean, would you agree on that? Yeah, that, that actually springboarded us ahead um, because we knew we were right there. Pete Renda was in a, in a dog fight with Miles Martin to win um, came down right, right at the end, obviously Tariq and, um, and Pletcher, um, you know, I think for us, it was just, it validated we're right there and we're going to pay, it's going to pay off at the right time. We didn't win ACCs that year either. And then we went to NCAAs and we, and we peaked at the right time and, and came back with our first team trophy ever. And, um, you know, that was a huge match. In fact, after I remember coaching, I think Gwiz at beat the streets later that year. And I was just talking with Kyle Snyder. He's like, dude, when, when Mike Machiavello scored that winning takedown, I was supposed to go on the mat next. I couldn't hear myself think <laughs> like I, I was like so disrupted, like going out on the mat because I just, I, it was deafening. So loud. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's kind of the atmosphere that we tried to build and, and it's fun. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. So yeah. Well, thank you again, coach for, for, for the, your time. Really do appreciate it. This was awesome kind of insight into the program and again just love seeing the trajectory in terms of just like you said i mean how you guys year in and year out is goals to win a national title win ac title period and and i think that's some that us state fans love to hear uh and uh just can't wait to seeing see it happen <laughs> yeah can't wait to see many more banners up up in yeah. the rafters real soon under you and coach pop really appreciate all the work that you guys put in so yeah, thanks coach um, so thank you again coach really appreciate it thanks guys go pack all right, well, Fact Nation, hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Adam Hall. It was an absolute pleasure to have him and uh, really kind of give that insight in terms of that championship mindset that that this program has. And and uh, it's really great and breath, fre- breath of fresh air for all state fans to really see that and, uh, and you know, kind of see that work showing off on the on the mat. So uh, with that being said, I thank you all again for joining us. As a reminder, again, please subscribe and hit the button in the bottom right-hand corner. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and please like this video. And please tune in next week with our next episode, and we look forward to seeing you all soon. Thanks again. Always go Pack.